0: Hello and you're very welcome to Cybernia, a podcast exploring science in Ireland and beyond, in association with Discover Science and Engineering. I'm Sylvia Leatham and with me in studio is Triona O'Connell. You can find us online at cybernia.ie, that's S-C-I-B-E-R-N-I-A.ie. The show is available from iTunes and you can always email us at podcast at cybernia.ie. This episode of the show is a bit special. We're devoting the entire half hour to the wonderful BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition, which took place in the ODS from the 10th to the 14th of January. Trina and I both had the privilege of being there in person and we'll be bringing you interviews with teachers, students, organisers and, most importantly, the winners. For anyone who doesn't know what the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition is, we should start by saying that the annual event is the biggest of its kind in Ireland and Europe, and it's been running for 48 years. Hundreds of students from all over the country compete to win prizes for a project that shows talent and originality in either science, technology, maths or engineering. The projects go on display at the RDS for several days and uh, this year the event was bigger and better than ever. There was a record number of entries. Um, 550 projects were on display from nearly 2,000 students. I went along on the Wednesday before the show opened to the public and Trina, uh, you were there on Saturday. I was really impressed with what I saw and with all of the students I talked to. There was a fantastic opening ceremony that featured a scientific rock band called Amoeba to Zebra and uh, Taoiseach and Kenny was there as well. He made a speech about the importance of science to the economic recovery of Ireland and just the atmosphere was fantastic the the kids were really excited uh, what was the vibe like on Saturday Trina when you were there it was pretty busy there was lots of families coming along um, and
1: lots of excited children um, because the RDS primary science fair was on that day as well so there was a lot more younger people along and it was very exciting so there was lots of exhibits to see from the participants in the main exhibition and there was the primary there was the exhibition down the back of kind of come do science when you're finished school lads <laughs> so uh, yeah it was it was very exciting and lots of
0: science i was I had a great time. you yeah, so say you were in your element. Oh, definitely. Well, we've loads of interviews to bring you. So let's start with getting a sense of the overall exhibition. First of all, I spoke to Colm O'Neill, the head of BT Ireland, which sponsors the event, and he gave me the big picture.
2: It's a, always a big event in, in Dublin. Um, we have had um, a massive number of entries this year. So there was 1,700 projects originally entered. Um, and then we've um, qualified that down to 550 that will actually exhibit here on the day there'll be about 1,200 students exhibiting those projects um, and that'll be about 260 schools represented in total so quite a quite a big event um, and you know a great turnout and um, you know a number of entries again up this year and the number that we're actually exhibiting here this year is also up we Typically, only exhibited five hundred and ten, and it's now five hundred and fifty. So, we've expanded the, the scope of the exhibition.
0: And you're expecting a lot of uh, just people, general public here as well, aren't you?
2: Yeah, we're we're hopeful that this year we're going to break the forty thousand mark, which would be it's yeah, quite quite impressive. Um, we had we had between um, somewhere between thirty five and thirty seven thousand last year, and we're hoping with better weather you know we've certainly got lots of coverage for this this year there's the special acts so we've robot wars we have a, a real life nasa astronaut is going to be with us um, tomorrow or uh, sorry on friday um, and at, at, um, at doing a presentation in the in the major arena so we some so many exciting things for people to come down and see um, and good value so we're hopeful of, of, of a really great turnout and also just to support the the people who've who've put such great work in.
0: That's probably the longest running science event in Ireland. Why do you think it's been such a big success?
2: I mean, it is an incredible um, length of time that it's running. It's one of the, what people may not understand, it's one of the biggest of its kind in the whole world. Um, It was the biggest one up until recently. I think there was one in America now, slightly bigger than it. But a huge... Um, a huge um, exhibition and, and, and unique in that context why is it so successful and why is it endured to be honest I think there's two things and um, if I can take a little bit of credit for BT I think we've continued to change and evolve it and I think that's important and um, the, you know we, we introduced the primary science six or seven years ago, we've just recently introduced um, the business of science and technology, so we've continued to evolve the, um, the exhibition and things around it to make it relevant to today.
0: Just what is the business of science and technology?
2: So what we do is, um, this week we'll select um, a a subset of projects. It's it's typically somewhere between 20 and 25 projects that we think have a particular business um, potential to them. (laughs) Um, Those people qualify then for um, a course that we run, a one-week residential course. We run it out in NOVA in UCD. Um, and we, um, we take them on some of the basics of starting a business so that if they want to take their idea and put it into reality in a business that they'd at least have some of those skills and we judge it properly again we judge it with people from industry who come in and review it and somebody wins the business of science and technology as well so again just a little thing to make it more relevant
0: to mm, Very practical as well yeah. um, So how then are the winners of the main exhibition selected?
2: I mean, again, I think it's, it's a key reason for why this exhibition has been so successful. And the judging is such a serious part of this whole process. We have 79 judges, um, all of very high academic and industry qualifications, so really um, top-class judges. We judge each project three times with three separate set, sets of judges. So all of the students' projects are taken really, really seriously, and I think that's important. The process that they'll go through is they'll all be judged today um, once. There'll be two judgings tomorrow based on ones that they want to go back and see again. And then there'll be a final judging on Friday. And out of that, all of the awards will be selected. And obviously the winner of the BT Young Scientist 2012 will be selected also.
0: And what exactly are they looking for when, when they're judging?
2: Um, it's, it's interesting. They're obviously looking for the quality of the, of the project. Um, They also look at the process that the students have gone through to get to their outcome. So demonstrating that they've done thorough and proper research is important. And I think that is an important element to it. It's not just about the latest, greatest fad. It's about a really well-researched... Um, piece of um, um, piece of science. And then the other thing that they look for is enthusiasm, that, that people are actually enthusiastic about their project that they enjoy it and that they can demonstrate that they, they believe in what they've um, presented and exhibited here this week.
0: Of course we'll be bringing you that chat with the winners in a few minutes, but first I spoke to a couple of teachers to get their take on what the BT Young Scientist Competition means for them and their students.
3: Uh, David O'Grady, Belvedere College.
0: I know that's cool. Well, just in North Dublin, there exactly, in the city yeah, Dublin
3: one, yeah, in city centre.
0: And you have students who are entered into the Young Scientists yeah, Exhibition. There are
3: two projects entered from the school. Uh, I have responsibility for one of the students, Daniel Curley, and uh, Miss Byrne here, Leslie Byrne, has the other group.
4: Yeah, I've got a group of three students who've entered um, I've got Killian Dunn Hugh Fenlon and um, Evan McDermott okay. And what, what's their project about? Um, but basically they d- developed an app that is um, its called, they've called it the Ultimate School App. And the idea of it is that it's embracing technology for the students within the classroom, within school. So the, their idea is that it would replace their school journal so they can have their timetable, they can have their notes, they can have their calendar. They've also um, created a way of capturing statistics on it so it's a way of the students giving their own opinion and uh broadcasting the results then to the rest of the student body okay it
0: sounds, sounds fantastic and what about yourself what are,
3: what are your uh, you uh it's a first year student his name is daniel Curley, and his project is based around qr codes which are like the second generation barcodes i suppose and his idea is um if you're topping up your mobile phone you go to a shop you have to ring up and key in a number and press hash and his idea is to use a qr code under the receipt that you scan and it tops up for you without the hassle of keying in pressing to pressing hash and whatever else you need to press to top up your phone these days
0: sounds like a very practical project very
3: practical yeah a good idea i think simple like all the good ones yeah.
0: and what do you think that uh, students get out of entering the competition
3: um well i think we saw mr kenny there opening it up it gives them a sense of how big this is and it makes them gives them a real sense of accomplishment i suppose a sense that uh, they've achieved something, even in getting here, uh, something big that is being recognised by the leader of the country. Uh, so, I suppose that that it inspires them to push on with their uh, their studies in science in particular, and then lets them kind of makes them aware of the possibilities within the subjects.
4: Now, I think I suppose also um, I like the fact that the students take full responsibility for their projects and um it's you know it's independent learning i suppose at the best that you know for example when the lads were doing research on what they wanted in the app um the the results that they got that that the app that they resulted in getting came from their own research and from their own ideas and from rethinking you know original ideas i think they're all very important skills you know not just for children but for adults as well so i think that's something really important that they get from us
0: now, Trina, you managed to get a few minutes with the overall winners on the Saturday. Um, they're two students from Sing Street CBS in Dublin, Eric Doyle and Mark Kelly. And uh, the prize for winning was a cheque for €5,000, tickets to the London Olympics and the opportunity to represent Ireland at the European Union Young Scientist competition, which takes place later on this year. So uh, what did they win for, actually?
1: They did a simulation of this thing called the many-body problem. So if you think about the Earth and the Moon, and these are two bodies, and they interact with each other because of their mass, and that's relatively straightforward to model. If you're in sixth-year physics or applied maths, you'll have been made to model this many, many times until you understand the equation. But when you start bringing a third body into it, like the Sun, it gets horrendously complicated and the more bodies that you bring into it it gets more and more complicated and it becomes very important if you're putting things up in space to know if they're going to be interacted with by another large bodies, so like the moon and the sun could have interactions with satellites in space and if that causes them to have to change the directory more often that would be useful to know about so they they spent a lot of time modelling and doing computational simulations with So it's kind of a
0: mathematical problem then,
1: was it's, it? it? It can't quite yet be reduced to a mathematical problem but it's a computational problem so you can plug the numbers in and get a rough model out of it and, and that's what they spent the last year doing oh wow okay so we're going to
0: hear a little bit from the those winners now
1: so i'm here with eric and mark uh winners of the young scientist exhibition of 2012 so would you like to tell me how you're feeling lads
3: oh i'm feeling very honored very very honored yeah i'm delighted
1: (laughs) and would you like to explain to me a little bit about how your project was
3: well, uh, we simply devised a new set of algorithms which can predict where a satellite's going to be in space at a certain amount of time to a good approximation.
1: Now, he said simply, "Is it really that simple?"
3: It actually is that simple <laughs> <laughs> to us, anyway.
1: And what sort of methods did you? Use?
3: We test them using uh, these true trajectories that were provided by uh, an Irish mathematician called Dermot Mahone in 2008. He solved this 250-year-old problem, and this was our means of testing these algorithms.
1: Now, did you enjoy putting the project together?
3: Oh, definitely, yeah. We came in every day during the summer except for a week in July, but it definitely paid off after all. Um, what year are you in? We're in sixth year.
1: Oh, hardcore, you're supposed to be working hard. And what are your plans for next year? CAO time is up.
3: Yeah, I'm hoping to do theoretical physics next year in either Trinity or UCD. Oh, wouldn't mind doing uh, chemistry and molecular modelling in Trinity.
0: Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Um, Thanks for your time, lads. Cheers. And Trina, you spoke to a few more of the winners in some of the other categories as well, didn't you? Yeah, I spoke to the
1: Best Individual Project, which went to Owen Farrell from St. Eunan's College in Donegal. And he did some interesting work on estimating the weight of paediatrics who were unconscious so that you could alter drug dosages appropriately um, because weighing an unconscious person is quite difficult. So he developed an interesting method to get around that particular problem. Okay, great. So I'm with Owen Farrell, and he won Best Individual Projects at the Young Scientist Exhibition. So how do you feel about that, Owen? Um, uh, Really happy. It's great,
5: yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um. And can you tell me about your project? Yeah, it's about weight estimation methods. Uh, so in hospitals, drug dosages are calculated by weight. And uh, if you can't weigh someone, for example, when they're unconscious, you have to estimate their weight. So I was looking at the existing methods... Uh, the accuracy of these existing methods, and um, I came up with my own more accurate method. Cool. And how long did it take you to do your project? Oh, it took a year. I started last January, so it took a full year, yeah. Starting early. And did you enjoy doing it? Yeah, it was great. Great fun, good experience, yeah. It's...
1: And uh, do you fancy doing more science when you're finished school?
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm um, yeah, really interested in science, thinking of doing maybe some science subjects at university, and, yeah, do science for the Leaving Cert, yeah. Brilliant. Well, best
1: of luck with that. And thanks very much. Oh, sorry. What year are you in?
5: I'm in transition year. In, in, yeah. Units college in Donegal. Brilliant. Um, thanks for that, Owen. Cheers.
1: And you talked
0: to one other winner. Who is that?
1: I also spoke to the Group Runner Up um, project. So obviously, if the overall winner is a group, then we can't have another best group. So so the award for Group Runner Up went to to Harford and Colleen Kelly from Loretta Secondary School in Balbriggan. Um, and they did a project looking at genes associated with drought resistance in the recently released uh, potato genome. Right, I'm here with Deirdre and Colleen, who got Best Runner-Up Group Project, uh, and they're from Loretto Secondary School in Balbriggan,
6: and they're going to tell me about their project. So, Deirdre. Okay, so the name of our project is The Search for Genes Associated with Drought Resistance in the Potato. We're trying to identify a number of genes associated with drought resistance in the newly sequenced potato genome
7: and colleen did you enjoy doing the project oh definitely yeah it's so much fun and like the minute that you get to the rds is just so worth it
6: cool
1: and do you fancy doing science when you hit to the college then afterwards
6: uh yeah well i'd like to do medicine and maybe like specialize in genetic disorders and colleen
7: yeah the same i definitely look into genetics as well cool well thanks for that lads and best of luck and congratulations
0: now, alongside the winners, there was lots of other stuff going on at The Young Scientists. Uh, the RDS Primary Science Fair is a parallel event aimed at younger children. I spoke to the organiser, and then Triana, you spoke to some of the children involved. So let's hear first of all from Karen Sheeran, the event organiser.
6: Well, the ODS Primary Science Fair is a chance for classes from all around Ireland to come along on one day of the fair and display a class project. It's not a competition, so it's just a chance for them to be encouraged to investigate some aspect of science that interests them as a class and work as a team together, and then to come along here and showcase the work on one of the days. And
0: what kind of exhibitions are you going to have over the next few
6: we have projects from every aspect of the primary science curriculum there's no limit on what they can uh, investigate the project titles as you can see from around you we have renewable energy we're looking at the large hadron collider we have uh, projects on exercise and how exercise affects the lungs and the heart and so on so really there's no end to the imagination that the students have brought to this and to the work that they're doing as a class how long has this event been running for well, this year is the third year that the RDS have been involved. Uh, the event itself has been running for 12 years, and each year it's really been growing, and certainly since we've been involved, this is our third year, and the response that we've had from schools is phenomenal. This year we have 120 schools taking part, so we have 40 different schools on each day, and that's the biggest number that we've had to date, so, so we're just delighted it keeps getting bigger and bigger.
0: So now let's hear from some of the children who were involved in the RDS Primary Science Fair.
1: Um, first, what's your name? I'm um, Tig Savage, and do you like doing science? Yes. And are you going to tell me about this experiment that you're about to do?
7: Well, we're about to just like pump up a balloon, and then we stir-tape it onto um, a straw, which we've already threaded through some string. Then we just, um, um, but and on the balloon, we um, when we shape on the balloon, then we let go. And here we are, three, two, one, and then
1: three, two, one. Woo! <laughs>
7: it shoots up the string. So it's like a little rocket? Yeah.
1: That's deadly. Thanks very much.
7: Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm Charlie Foon, I'm Sam Crawford, and I'm James Smith. And
1: you're with St. Vinton's in Sutton? Yeah,
7: yeah.
1: And who wants to tell me about the project?
7: A bit about the project. Well, our project is about yeast. Yeast is actually a living organism. It's not an animal or a plant. It's um, it's in a class of its own. It's a fungus, which is used in bread, ethanol, wine, and beer. And ethanol is an alternative of petrol. And we did four main experiments, and we'll talk about that. So, do you want to tell me about the experiments you did? Yeah. Um, we had some chemistry flasks. Um. In each chemistry flask, we put yeast the food like golden syrup, corn flour, brown sugar, brown flour, sugar and normal flour. Um, and then we poured warm water about 40 to 50 degrees and we put a balloon on top. And while the yeast is eating the food like the sugar or the or the golden syrup, it's producing CO2 which blows up the balloon. And then we had another project where you have two flasks, same ingredients in one of them except you just use sugar and you put a bung on the top instead of the balloon with a tube going into the the other flask with just plain old water and when it's making the bubbles then it means that it's eating the food and producing the carbon dioxide and then we had one instead of the water we had lime water and when the lime water goes all white then that means that it is carbon dioxide
1: cool and do you want to tell me the results of the experiment
7: well there was plenty uh, we had a wide range of results uh most uh, the balloon experiment a few blew up uh, nothing went perfectly to plan uh, and most of the things didn't turn out well, but uh, we got it working today. Went very well.
1: It's kind of how science works, in my experience. Thanks, lads, and uh, best of luck with the science.
7: Thank you. I'm
1: with Rachel from the Wicklow Montessori School, and she's going to tell me about her project.
7: Well, we did science at elementary, and we took all the elements from the periodic table. And I did helium, and helium is number two on the periodic table. And its symbol is HE, and helium is a gas. It's colourless and odourless, and it also makes your voice high if you take it, inhale it. And we did a project with an analytical balance, which it's a balance that can weigh a hundredth of a gram. And we had two helium balloons and a marker, and we tied the marker onto the balloons, And we saw how much the balloons was lifting the marker. And each of our helium balloons lifts two grams. So it was minusing the weight of the marker.
1: That's really interesting. Did you enjoy doing the experiments?
7: Yeah, it was really fun. And are you going to do science now in the future? Yeah, definitely. I find it really interesting. Cool,
1: thanks very much.
0: A lot of balloon lovers there among those children and possibly some uh, future winners of the Young Scientist, maybe at some stage down the road. Uh, Now, the Young Scientist exhibition is so successful that other countries are starting to emulate the model. In fact, Tanzania in East Africa, one of the poorest countries in the world, is going to be holding its own Young Scientist and Technology exhibition later this year. In this next clip, I spoke to Noel Murphy, a lecturer at NUI Maynooth, who gave me the background to the project, and I also spoke to one of the event organisers from Tanzania.
8: The um, project that's happening in Tanzania later this year is the Young Scientist Tanzanian, and it's on the Irish model of the BT Young Scientists Exhibition. That's the uh, really successful, uh, and probably the most successful Young Scientist Exhibition in, in the world. And the project came about through um, another project, in fact, that we've had with uh, East Africa, in which we it's called the Combat Diseases of Poverty Consortium. And within that project, we were uh, bringing uh, professionals, uh, academics and researchers from East Africa for short periods of time to Ireland to upskill in areas that they required for both their teaching and their research. And they were connecting with... Um, a school outreach programme that we have in Ireland, which encourages young people to undertake projects in, on development issues. And um, our trainees, when they came across to Ireland, they were so impressed by the projects that the Irish students were undertaking, and uh, the uh, Young science Exhibition here, that they uh, felt that uh, they needed something similar back in um, in East Africa. And Tanzania worked out to be the uh, first place where we were able to get it started and uh, established. So that's the, the background to how, how it did start.
0: And how closely will the exhibition be modelled on the Irish exhibition?
8: It's uh, modelled completely on the Irish uh, exhibition. We've been very lucky that Dr Tony Scott, who started the uh, exhibition here in, in Ireland, together with uh, Father Tom Burke, Um, Dr Scott has has, um, helped us in um, giving all of the uh, advice and uh, the uh, sort of background and rule books and everything that they uh, use in running the exhibition here. So we're directly connected with the exhibition back here in Ireland. And in fact, the exhibition in Tanzania will be running in um, uh, October of uh, 2012 and uh, the winner of the exhibition will then be able to exhibit at the 2013 uh, exhibition here in Ireland. So we want to keep that connection with the Irish exhibition.
0: Oh, I see. That sounds fantastic, Noel, Thanks a million for that. And we actually have somebody from Tanzania here. He's a lecturer at the University of Dar es Salaam.
9: My name is Kamugisha Gosbet uh, from the University of Dar es Salaam and uh, currently the director for Young Scientists in Tanzania.
0: What do you hope that the Young Scientist Exhibition will achieve in Tanzania?
9: Uh, We have a lot of expectations about young scientists in Tanzania that we achieve a lot, given the the level of development in Tanzania, that Tanzania is the poorest country in the world, and uh, we are really facing quite a number of developmental problems, issues like uh, diseases, malaria, HIV, cholera, and all that. Issues to do with the agricultural production. Agricultural production is very low. Um, quite a number of problems that we think with uh, uh, involving young kids into issues of science, technology and development that may be in the future that can be the only answer to the problems of development in uh, Tanzania.
0: And how many people are you expecting at the exhibition? How many kids are going to be involved?
9: Uh, we are expecting to be having like a, a, around 100 schools from Tanzania at the first exhibition in uh, October, so it will all depend whether the project is, uh, uh, the participant uh, participant for each uh, project is either a single participant or it's a group of students doing the same project, but at least not less than, we are not expecting less than 200 students plus their teachers from 100 schools, so it will be a big crowd.
0: And have you been at the Irish exhibition before? What do you think of it?
9: I've been, no, this is my first time to be here, but I've been hearing a lot of stories, the successful stories about the Irish Young Scientist exhibition, and I'm proud to be here today to watch what you'll see happening.
0: Okay, thank you very much for that, and best of luck with it. Oh, thanks. So that's it from this special edition of Cybernia. Uh, don't forget to check out our website at cybernia.ie or download the latest episode from iTunes. Find us on Facebook.com/cybernia or follow us on Twitter. And you can email us at podcast@cybernia.ie. Thanks uh, to all our guests and thanks to Near FM. And thank you very much for listening.